Hello, Moon Babe. It is Jilly Andromeda with your cosmic weather forecast for the week of September 20th through September 26th. This is the week following the Pisces full moon. Now, it will be exact Monday night. And this is also the week that the sun moves into Libra, initiating the autumn equinox, fall's kickoff. So we're currently in this period of releasing the old and misaligned as we shift into the zodiac's third quadrant. This section of the zodiac is the northern hemisphere's fall season. Libra, Scorpio, and Sagittarius are all contained within it. This is when our intentions begin to face the other. Since Aries season, our intentions and wills have been individualistic and independent. It is when we reach Libra season, the autumn equinox, that our attention and intentions shift towards others and the collective. Libra is associated with, with diplomacy and beauty because these are the first two qualities that we seek in another. And this is how we naturally expect first impressions to go. Virgo season closes out half of the sun's annual cycle. So there is this natural tension that comes with the end of every Virgo season. Now Virgo is the fifth sign from Aries and the angle associated with this relationship is the opening quincunx, the first 150 degrees from Aries. So when you think about it, the entirety of Virgo season can be thought of as an opening quincunx period. Now, what is an opening quincunx? I know it's a fun word to say, quincunx. Well, this is an astrological angle between two points or planets that symbolizes awkward, uncomfortable energy. Just something feels uncomfortable whenever there is a quincunx angle involved. And we may try to fix or repair what it is, like to no end, just kind of maybe obsessively, you know, working at it. And we do this because we're trying to achieve some sort of balance or a state of homeostasis, that feeling that the Libra archetype evokes. And this is why the Virgo archetype is associated with repair, improvement, service, and work. At the end of Virgo season, we may begin to feel extra stressed, like something is incomplete and we may be hyper-focusing on the details. You may be putting in extra hours at work or towards improvements in your health, routine, or your skills. And that is completely normal for this time of year, especially. That is what, you know, we really should be doing. But I want you to make sure you're checking in with yourself to make sure you aren't overdoing it. You aren't obsessing over the details or the things that maybe you can't really change or you have no control over. You know, rest, acceptance, 
is an important part of any healthy routine and body. And that is why Pisces opposes Virgo. On moon day of this week, our Monday, the numerical vibration of this day will be a seven. So this is a day for reflecting upon or seeking answers within on our emotional natures and our emotional responses. How can you better care for your physical self and your emotional well-being? What routines are in need of inspiration, love, or forgiveness? This is essentially the riddle of the Pisces full moon and not just this moon in particular that is occurring on moon day, but all of the Pisces full moons in the history of forever. <laughs> Our intentions and vitality, the sun, are with the archetype of Virgo, mutable earth. It's adaptable, passive, but restricted because it's earth. There's a limiting factor to it. And our responses and feelings, the moon, are with the archetype of Pisces, mutable water, adaptable, passive, and fluid, boundaryless. Every full moon is a culmination point, right? It is the peak of the full of the moon cycle. Uh, in this case, the Virgo new moon cycle that began on September 6th. So what was once in the dark during this Virgo new moon cycle is now becoming illuminated. It is coming into our awareness. The beginning of this cycle came with some surprises and shocks as the Virgo new moon formed a trine to Uranus retrograde in Taurus. We may have reinvented something or obtained a new perspective during this time. It may have been around your value and your work. Perhaps you expressed yourself in shocking new ways. And you may have even come across as extreme or minimizing. These are the two opposite ends of the Uranian spectrum. Uranus, Aquarius, it can be known for having like extreme behavior, extremist behavior, or having minimizing, almost deflecting behavior. Now here we are uh, at this opposition, the full moon. And I want to know, how well did your intentions to improve a situation or your environment, perhaps your work environment, how did it go? How are you feeling? Do you feel connected to source? Are you able to flow and be accepting of flaws within yourself and of others? Or do you feel detail conscious and restricted in your ability to unite and transcend differences? In other words, are you being nitpicky and absorbed by the order of things? 
Are you picking apart the words of another? Perhaps their delivery or tone? Maybe you're doing this because they are making you feel uncomfortable? Or worse, imperfect? This full moon is ruled by Neptune, who is currently in its domicile of Pisces, at least its modern day domicile. Traditionally speaking, Pisces is governed by the planet of Jupiter, who's in Aquarius. And Neptune will be very close to the moon during this illumination. Uh, Neptune will be at 21 degrees of Pisces and the moon will be at 28 degrees of Pisces. The planet Neptune is associated with rose-colored glasses, illusions, deceptions, dreams, and our imagination. Our limitless imagination. Sometimes too much imagination. <laughs> There's no boundaries when it comes to Neptune or the Pisces archetype. Everything kind of blends together and merges and unites and becomes one with others and with source and it's all the same. So this icy giant has a tendency to fog our perceptions and even glamorize them. Yes, Neptune is known for maybe even cloaking things in glitter, or seemingly to. Might even put people or things on pedestals that might not really deserve it. Mercury in Libra, the ruler of the sun in Virgo during this full moon, will be forming a closing quincunx to Neptune. That's, there's that word again, quincunx. A closing quincunx is similar to an opening quincunx, as with the Virgo archetype, as it is uncomfortable and awkward. All quincunxes are uncomfortable and awkward, no matter if they're opening or closing. But the difference between the two is that a closing quincunx is a Scorpio angle which brings up a crisis in our healing, in our transformation, or in our power. It feels intensely awkward, whereas the opening quincunx may feel like annoyingly awkward. Like I feel like the Scorpio closing quincunx is kind of like that intensely awkward feeling you get when you like maybe meet someone new and they might be like, they just might have this really intense glare or they might be like catching your eyes and they might be asking you like personal questions or something and maybe just kind of putting you on the spot whereas when it comes to Virgo or the opening quincunx it's kind of like having like a rock in your shoe or something like it's just there's just like this discomfort that just feels really annoying and it's like I just need to improve that I need to improve this situation Whereas with Scorpio, it's more of like a personal psychological awkwardness. So Mercury and Libra, Quincunx, Neptune and Pisces, what is this all about? Well, there's likely to be a fixation on possessing a rational and balanced solution to a problem. Perhaps within your relationships, 
But instead of receiving the solution, you may be met with escapism, deception, or delusions. The important thing to do with this energy is to just wait it out. You may be coming up with exaggerated ideas of the truth and feel the need to express them, especially in a forceful way. But you may be creating mountains out of molehills and emotionally overreacting. You're likely to not be seeing things from, a, from an objective point of view and people are likely to misunderstand your words and you're likely to not fully understand where they are coming from either. And you know what? That's okay. You don't need to know everything. Just try to let it be. Have compassion for these human mistakes and differences. This full moon is putting enormous pressure on Venus and Scorpio. Are we able to enter the underworld of another? Can we feel their pain? Can we comfort and love them through their transformation? When things get ugly and dirty, do you respond with compassion and understanding? Do you see the beauty underneath, underneath the layers of trauma? Betrayal, manipulation. Our relationships may be in a period of intense transformation at this time. I'm sure it's occurring differently for everyone. Past hurts could be surprisingly surfacing. People you may have shared parts of yourself to may be in need of healing. It could even get messy. Scorpio energy is intense. It fixates on a problem, a crisis, and does everything in its power to transform the situation. And the methods are not always socially pleasing. Sometimes they are downright corrupt and criminal. It shouldn't come to a surprise to you to hear that many people are financially struggling and are awakening to how they have given their best assets and resources to a system that doesn't value their humanity. You may hear stories every day of people who cannot afford health care, groceries, education, childcare, or rest, who feel caught in a cycle. They may feel like even when they work harder, improve their skills, and do everything right, they still fall behind. They still struggle to make the ends meet. They still struggle with finding peace and security. There is this looming fear of insecurity right now. And I feel like it is the strongest I've ever felt it. People feel like they don't have enough. They fear that illness may take over. And what if they have to miss a day of work? And then they'll have less income. And then they'll be in a, another crisis situation, as if they weren't in one already to begin with. So many of us sacrifice our rest, 
our recovery, our dreams, for our work and the endless amount of duties we must perfectly keep up with or else we'll fall short and ruin the order of operations. And oftentimes it is like a cascade. Our negligence can interfere with the health and wellness of those nearest to us. As I was writing that last paragraph, because these are all pre-written now, trying to, <laughs> I thought of the healthcare workers and the medical scientists. These individuals who have been the backbone of the world since early 2020 and when the pandemic first began. We have lost thousands, if not millions of them to this virus. Others have just been so burnt out that they had to give up their career. Can you imagine going to school to become a nurse or a doctor and then reaching your limit during a pandemic? These workers, they have been following the right protocols. These essential workers. They have been saying the right things, sharing the right information, and they are still overwhelmingly ignored and ridiculed. These are people who have devoted their entire lives to making things better for others, to be of service to others. And maybe they haven't always gotten it exactly right. Maybe their work is imperfect. They are human and they are allowed to make mistakes and given the time to improve. But their tireless work matters and it is the only reason so many of us are still alive today. The Virgo sun during this full moon will be five degrees behind Mars and Libra. A near conjunction, an out of sign conjunction, but a conjunction nonetheless. So our expressions of wanting to improve situations may be aggressive towards others. Though ideally, they are direct and create boundaries because that's really what Mars does best. And while Mars is in Libra, it can do that within relationships. I wanted to record a separate episode on Mars and Libra and Venus and Scorpio. And I probably should have guessed that I would run into some issues. Mars is currently transiting my 12th house, along with the sun. So this is a time period until October 9th. And I highly recommend finding that date for yourself. Find when the sun hits the degree of your ascendant. For me, it is October 9th this year. Anyways, um, this is a time period when I really shouldn't be starting any new endeavors or trying to push something along. This is my yearly period of rest and recovery. 
And I'll be honest, I don't think I'm doing it very well. Do any of us rest or recover very well? Do we have the time or do we allow ourselves the time to do so? So I wasn't able to record the extra episodes because I wanted to record it with a new microphone I had ordered. Well, the microphone came and I spent hours trying to figure out how to get it to work. Then I finally gave up. I think the problem might actually be with my laptop and not with the actual microphone, but regardless, uh, it is being sent back. And I had to make peace with myself for yet again making a grandiose promise that I couldn't fulfill. I don't know, have I mentioned to you guys that I have a loaded third house, the House of Communications, and it is governed by my Sagittarius energy, uh, the archetype that has a tendency to enthusiastically overextend itself and make big promises that make you feel excited and hopeful, right? You guys know that about me, right? By this point, please, I hope you do. I'm trying to do better there. So anyways, back to our society's issue with rest and recovery. So oftentimes when we exercise, we overexert ourselves. And the next day or two, we may find that our bodies are sore. It may hurt to walk upstairs or sit down. All right, this is, this is typical stuff. Um, every person who exercises every athlete, they experience this probably on a day-to-day -day basis. I know I do. I feel like my body is just in perpetual recovery mode. And when your bodies are sore like this, when they hurt, they're literally asking you for time to recover. So I have a recurring knee issue. I used to religiously run five miles a day. I struggled with taking one day off. Seriously, it was hard. My coach would be like, you must take one day off. And I'd be like, okay, whatever. Um, you know, I would, I would try, but it was, it was hard to uh, take that day off. And the pain in my knees started. I didn't have it before I ran five miles a day religiously. It started up during this time. And the pain came and I just ignored it. Honestly, I saw that injured knee as like a total jerk, as like a buzzkill. I didn't want to have anything to do with it. That injured knee was a crybaby and I honestly, I zero time for like, it's nonsense. I didn't want it a part of my life. I was not about to deal with it. And also my running routine was my medicine. It literally was my medicine. If I didn't run daily, my mindset was cloudy. And my ability to handle daily activities was negatively impacted. I became crippled by anxiety. I didn't know at that time, this was in my early 20s, that I had ADHD, but I found running to be the only remedy. So I just kept running. And you know what happened? The knee pain became so loud 
and so bad that I couldn't run at all anymore. Even walking became painful. So I stopped running for like over a year. And then I tried to start, start it up again. I think it was like springtime came or summer. You know, I was like, you know what? I think my knee's been doing good. I haven't noticed any pain. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna start that up again. And the first run, the knee pain was still there. So I stopped again. I don't even know how many years passed as I waited before trying again. I think it was probably about three years, maybe even more. But I was terrified. This was a ritual that used to bring me so much peace and serenity and it became my biggest fear. I didn't want to fall into the same behavior, neglecting rest and ignoring pain. I wanted to do better this time. So I made a promise to myself that I would have compassion for my knee when it started asking for a break. But really, I was beginning to show compassion to myself. I finally realized that I couldn't keep pushing my body beyond exhaustion. I finally realized that bodies need rest. In order for efficient functioning, they require rest. Now that was a hard pill to swallow for a native Sun and Aries individual like myself. But I think you can apply this metaphor to anything we do, but especially your work. You know, not just exercise, but your work, your work environments. You know, what have you devoted yourself to? What is your job? If we don't allow ourselves to have space for, to reflect and recover from our grind, we lose our access to inspiration. Everyone is deserving of rest. We are humans, not machines. So please give yourself time to rest this full moon. Take a bubble bath, massage your feet, you know, Pisces governs the feet, and go to bed early. Try not to focus on the details you cannot change, especially right now. It's just too much confusion going around. Just don't focus on those details. Try your best to accept and allow. Surrender and remain open to being an imperfect human. All right, now for the rest of the week. Mars Day this week, our Tuesday, September 21st, 2021, will be vibrating at an eight. And the moon will have shifted into Aries by the end of Monday night. So this is a day for directing yourself towards a venture that may bring recognition or financial reward. When the moon is in Aries, watch for tempers and an emotional connection to immediate gratification. Mercury Day, our Wednesday, September 22nd, 2021. We're vibrating at a nine with the moon still in Aries. And we're beginning our day with the sun still in Virgo. So you may begin the day in a more of a mental and mercurial state, possibly organizing, releasing thoughts you may have had of others. 
And then the sun, and then the sun shifts into Libra at 3:20 p.m. Eastern, and this is when the autumn equinox arrives. So it is now officially fall, come Wednesday. When the sun is in Libra, its intention is to create beauty and harmony, and the sun begins looking to Venus for cues on how to behave. And the moon in Aries is looking to Mars on how to behave. So Venus is currently in Scorpio and Mars is currently in Libra. They are technically in mutual reception with one another as they are both in the traditional sign rulerships of one another. You know, before we even knew Pluto existed, Mars was the planetary ruler of Scorpio. This, for me, is a good sign for the beginning of this season. I feel like we may be more open to a change in perspective and doing brave things within our relationships that would empower and heal one another. Let's hope. Also occurring on Wednesday, earlier in the day, Mercury and Libra squares Pluto, retrograde, and Capricorn. They are both an aspect to Eris, the 10th planet, the goddess of discord and strife, and possibly the ruler of Libra. And she has been an Aries since the early 1900s. Yep, everyone alive right now on the planet was born with Eris and Aries. It's a very long transit. This planet takes about 500 years to make a full orbit around the sun. So at this time on Wednesday, Mercury will be opposing Eris, and they are both squaring Pluto. That means Pluto is the focal planet of a T-square on Wednesday. But really like this entire week because you know Wednesday's like smack in the middle of it we're gonna be feeling this all week there is this enormous pressure for outdated structures to transform the old toxic ways of control and power must evolve to be more considerate and aware of the needs of others and you may notice this aspect as forceful communications, right? Because Mercury is, you know, our mouthpiece, our thinking, our communications. And they may come across as sickingly sweet, I feel like. <laughs> like almost superficial and manipulative, okay? Because Mercury's in Libra, right? It's trying to talk in a way that is um, comforting to others, that puts others at ease, that is balancing that's beautiful, but it may be just a little bit superficial. And then adding in Pluto to the mix is probably gonna come across as downright manipulative. So someone may be trying to convince you of their way of seeing things, and they may insist that it is the right way. They may even become obsessed with it, unable to accept there may be another way to view the situation. Now, this is the one issue I have with natives who have uh, Mercury square Pluto. Like if you were born with this aspect, it makes you a very powerful communicator. It makes your ideas extremely powerful, but they're also very forceful. And sometimes they're not correct. <laughs> and you might, you might really, really believe or really... Um, yeah, you might really, really want to convince others that it is the rational way to think of a situation, but it might not actually be 
the correct way to see it. And you may struggle with changing how you're looking at it. So yeah, that's just an aside, a tangent for you. Um, if you were born with Mercury square Pluto, something to be aware of. You're intense, you have powerful ideas, but you may not always be right. Anyways, moving on. On Jupiter Day, our Thursday of the week, September 23rd, 2021, we're vibrating at a one. And the moon shifts into steady and secure Taurus at 8.38 a.m. Eastern. On the same day, prior to the moon shifting into Taurus, Venus and Scorpio will oppose Uranus retrograde in Taurus. So Venus opposite Uranus on Thursday. So this is the day that you are likely to feel confident in expressing your new values within your relationships, which is likely uh, to create some disturbances within them, okay? So Uranus is the planet of disruptions. That's what it brings. This transit is the culmination point of the Venus-Uranus cycle that began on April 22nd of this year when the two planets joined at 10 degrees of Taurus. Back in April, we began a new way of prioritizing our values and relationships. And hopefully we were prioritizing in a way that provided more freedom and liberation from the status quo. We were trying to move away from how things have always been. This Thursday, we are likely to discover how well we have done since then. If we're still feeling restricted in our relationships and finances, if we're not being given the freedom and innovation that we need to feel comfortable and secure, it will come to a head on this day. Oppositions are generally expressed externally, just like full moons. This is because two parts of our inner landscapes are in conflict with one another and we often don't even realize it without the mirror of another. This transit is telling us that we are in need of balance between our committed relationships and investments and our individuality. So that's something to really, there's just, there's some heavy things going on this week. You know, we do, we have the full moon. Uh, we have Mercury, um, first trine, Jupiter, then square Pluto. And then we have Venus opposite Uranus. On Venus day, our Friday of the week, September 24th, 2021, we're vibrating at a two with the moon in Taurus. This is a very Venusian Friday. <laughs> On two days, we're more adaptable, receptive, and cooperating. You know, it's a day for partnerships. So it may be a good night for a date night as our sensual responses are amped up with the moon in Taurus and the sun in Libra. You know, we're feeling that Venusian impulse. And with Venus in Scorpio, it can be a very sexy impulse. We may want to stay at home with our honey or do some online shopping um, especially with Venus opposite Uranus, there could be some like exciting new purchases. Just, uh, you know, be sure you're not overdoing it. Just try to stay aware of your spending habits on this day, but maybe this entire week. 
On Saturn Day, our Saturday of the week, September 25th, 2021, we're vibrating at a three. Three days are creative days, expressive, communicative. And the moon will be in Taurus most of the day, and we have our final aspect of the week on Saturday. We will have Mars and Libra forming a trine to Saturn retrograde in Aquarius. This will be exact at 5.49 p.m. Eastern. This is when we can put action behind our goals. There will be an effortless exchange between Mars and Saturn occurring. So Mars is our impulses, our needs for immediate gratification. It's our action part of us. And that part of ourselves will be methodical and organized because that's what Saturn does whenever it, you know, it, it, it connects with another planet. It kind of makes that planet take on a more serious vibe. So this may be a day to begin building upon an idea that may have come into awareness on or around the Pisces full moon. On Sunday, September 26, 2021, we're vibrating at a four and the moon will be in Gemini all day. Both luminaries will be in air signs. Sun in Libra, Moon in Gemini, and then we'll have Saturn and Jupiter in Aquarius. So we have lots of air energy on Sunday. And four days are for construction and stability, discipline. So I feel like coming up on Sunday, it's like it feels like we're likely to be grounding into like this beautiful vision. I feel like we're, we'll likely be like on our feet the entire day. Maybe they'll be going out somewhere, socializing. But whatever it is, I feel like we're working towards ideas of reinvention or renovation of our resources. And they may be social resources. Okay, so that is all I have for you today. Thank you for tuning in this week. This work is supported by the generous contributions of my patrons. Thank you for investing in my work and in my voice. If my podcast brings value to your life, please join me on Patreon. Just head to www.patreon.com backslash Virgo Moon Alchemy. And for $5 or $10 a month, you can help make this work sustainable and contribute to its evolution. In return, I offer monthly discount codes, discounted astrological services, access to my resources and infographics, bonus content, and a monthly Zoom gathering. I'm wishing you a delicious week and beyond. Be well.